Hello, and welcome to the Mass Startup Podcast. This is a podcast for Africa's opportunity seekers, problem solvers, future shapers, world builders, and entrepreneurs, hosted by me, Mashudu Mudal. Every week, we will use this podcast as a platform to encourage, empower, and educate young people in Africa on entrepreneurship and business. This next episode was recorded during the Red Bull Amapigo Festival that recently took place in KZN. The Red Bull Amapigo Festival is a celebration of community, creativity, and innovators that are changing the world. Hope you enjoy this next episode. So, I, I haven't really ever sat next to someone that has a movie about them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, I just want to tell a very short story about just how humble he is compared to all that he's done, all the things that have happened in his life. Yesterday, um, we were just chatting about um, how I've never really traveled throughout the continent, and like I don't really know any people. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, I only actually have one friend in Kenya. And the first thing he says was, now you have a friend in Malawi. Like, this is who this person is. and. I think that for me was just like, okay, I'm gonna start now before I cry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So, um, just what was the experience like um, growing up in Malawi? I think like inventors, creators, innovators—they very much shaped by the environments they grow up in. Like, what was that experience like? Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> it's really great honor to be here this morning. Uh, thank you for having me here. Uh, growing up in Malawi, I grew up in a very like, small village. I grew up in a family of seven children, and the only boy in my family, so growing up, life wasn't too easy for me. All my sisters, they had like each other. If I'm trying to play with them, they'll be like, go find your fellow boys to play. So, But I had to deal with them. I said, um, whenever like they came into a fight, I said, like, don't bother me, because you told me um, I shouldn't be playing with you. So whenever they got into a fight, I said, like, go like do your uh, solve your problem. And so <clears throat> when I was growing up, I used to help out with my family on like the farm, like we used to grow tobacco back in the days. Um, so for me to start new like creation, I grew up in very uh, curious way. I was very curious starting at a very young age. I remember when I was uh, between four and six years old, um, I thought that inside the radio, they're like small, tiny people who speak. One day, <laughs> I took one of my parents' radio, I opened it, I wanted to say hi to the people who speak something. <laughs> but I was very surprised to see very tiny things. Being a kid, there was only one way to tell. So like, if I pinch one of it very hard, they're going to be screaming and say, like, leave us alone. But that <laughs> little, never really happened. So from there, I started removing one component after another, listen to what was happening, and I was able to learn how to, how to fix radios. So that's how I, I started. My curiosity really um, helped me to be able like, to learn about like, different things. I remember asking people, how does the car work? They said, you just start the engine, you put up fuel, or you start the engine. I said, like, I know, but how does that like, take the wheels to land and like, be able to drive? Nobody could really like, tell me. So that curiosity, um, when I was growing up, I think in the environment where I want to get answers for uh, everything that I have, like a lot of me. Do you think that's just how you were brought up? Like, where does that curiosity come from? 
I think it's um, it also like come from like for knowing like having um, everything. So when I was growing up, I have to be making our own like toys with my friends. We build our own like cars. We like oh this is like Kampamba Toyota like company. Um, we are like little like competing with the, like some of my friends. So from the point where you live like um, don't have a lot, you are trying always like to find what do you have around you that you can be able like, to use uh, to make um, to have like fun with your friends. Do you think like having limited resources actually made you more curious and like you want to, to create more solutions because of that? Yeah, I think that you are little like happy, like uh, apart from being curious, but also little like trying to understand how things work um, and being able like to um, to use what I have around me, little like helping me with my friends, like to uh, try like to build up like something that I can be able to use. So I mean, for me, it was like poetry. So why was it science and technology and like just trying to figure out the way science and technology works and why was it that for you? I think the, uh, the curiosity part of like really like trying to understand things uh, allowed me um, that little like helping because whenever I see something like new, I live like immediately I'm trying like to understand how does it work um, because sometimes you have you have like things that you can't really like explain how it works, but for me it's more like if this thing was done by a human being like me, then I should be able like to get understanding how is it like happening. Uh, that will um, help me like on the science party like to be able like to uh, to understand and I can be able like to explain to people like this one is happening because of this because of this. I think that uh, that uh, helped me. How were your parents like very supportive of you being so curious? Because I'd be angry if I found a broken radio. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was your parents' support structure like? I mean, like at the beginning, they were very um, they were curious. They were not like little. Um, they couldn't understand what I was like doing um, when I first like broke their radio. Because on my first try, I kind of like completely messed up with the, the, the radio. They were even like mad. My 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 dad was mad at me. Um, but um, after like some while, like when I started like moving into like building like the windmill, that's when they started like little understanding what I was like doing. But at the beginning, they were like just like curious. So when you go through this process of building the windmill and trying to build this um, solution, like what did you go through emotionally to build it, but also what did it feel like when you actually had it up and it was working and something you had made was actually helping other people? Um, the process of like building it was, it was very like challenging at the beginning because people didn't really understand what I was doing. And uh, we don't have the way for windmill in that way. First, um, I had like to create a name, name for it. It wasn't like a name; it is more like explanation what it does. We call it like magnets and pebble. Magnets is like electricity; pebble is a wind. So I call it like electric wind because the wind was making it like generate like electricity. Uh, so a lot of people were a little like laughing at me. They thought like, 
something was wrong with me. And I remember my mother, she was very worried of me. She said, you are no longer going to find a wife because <laughs> no one can believe to marry a person. Uh, at that time, I didn't have uh, materials to build this windmill. So I was going to the junkyard. The junkyard was just next to the high school that I just dropped from. So I went there to collect pieces that I needed for my, um, my windmill. So people seeing me at the junkyard, they said, that must be like a crazy because a normal person couldn't be collecting junk, putting it together, saying that they are building this uh, machine that we even don't know and it doesn't even have like a name. Um, that was like the, the challenge building it. Um, but for me, I say, I told myself, if this windmill exists somewhere in the world, it meant that a human being like me was able to build it. There's nothing that can stop me. So I was the, um, always like telling myself, if I fail, I'm not the first person to fail. Um, people have failed like in the past, like you face like some challenges, but if you give up, um, then you are not gonna know what you are missing out um, without like trying. So I had like to just tell myself like I can still like do this and the little um, continuing regardless of what other people are saying around me. Did you see yourself as an inventor at the time? Was it just crazy? Uh, for me at that time, I was just like seeing that I'm uh, building something to solve some of the problems that we are facing. So I was just like focusing on the, um, putting it like together to solve the problem, but I didn't even didn't think that one day when I was building, it would take me here, like I would be like sitting here, uh, being like having like conversation with you. I didn't imagine that. I was just like doing it saying, I'm solving this problem that we are facing. How did you feel when you did it? It was the hardest moment of my life when he, I he finally like, started working because he did not want to like prove people that they were doubting me at first that they were alone, but it also um, helped us like uh, generating power in my, in, my, in my village. So both of those like two things, it makes me like um, joy. I was very happy that it worked. So how important um, was your journey through going through that in Malawi? Um, and the whole experience of building Wundo and all of that, how does that contribute to the person that you are now and the work that you do? Um, it has like contributed like a, a lot um, to now, like doing like that process, it's more of, um, it encouraged me like everything, like it's been like possible. Um, no matter where you are, you like be able like, to find like a solution to solve your own like problem. Sometimes you don't even have to wait for somebody to come in and solve your own like problem, but you should first like start on like trying to find the solution, then other people might come along and um, uh, help you. So um, that like just taught me like to take an action in everything that um, I face rather than um, waiting for somebody to, to be able like to to, to solve my problem for me. And the, I always like tell myself that um, um, every challenge, it's a solution. Uh, it's the opportunity. It's just like waiting for um, somebody like to come up with like an idea to solve that problem. You are like addressing the problem, but you're also creating opportunity for yourself or for your community or for, um, for a lot of people like around here. 
So what role do you feel like education and the leadership academy that you attended, like what role do you feel in contributing to you know where you are now? It contributed a lot, like um, with my um, my education, like studying at the African Leadership Academy, uh, meeting with like the people from all over the continent, uh, try like to learn from them, but also like sharing my own experience. I've learned a lot that um, it's like I understand how other people are doing like a similar way to solve some some of their online problems in their online uh, communities like their online countries that I'm learning from them, I learn from them, but also like sharing my own um, during at that time. So you spent half your year in the US and then half in Malawi. Um, do you feel like there is a pressure or responsibility that you carry um, what you've learned and what um, knowledge you have, what experiences you have in the US back to Malawi as well? Yeah, uh, there's like, um, I think my long-term goal is like to permanently like move back to Malawi and to see um, to use the knowledge that I have been like learning either in the US or interacting with the uh, people uh, like you, like being like talking to a lot of people, a lot of people here, trying to see how I can take, I can learn from what some of the solutions that they are doing to take back it to Malawi to solve some of the problems that uh, people are facing in like different like communities. Um, I always wanted to um, to share my um, my skills and my knowledge with other people, uh, rather than just like having it like to to myself. That doesn't help out like uh, anyone. So that's my uh, my long term goal. It's to be able like to move uh, permanently back to Malawi. Do you feel a responsibility to do it? I feel like I have like responsibility like to do it. It's because I also. Um, if I'm just gonna hold into it, like uh, it's not like very like useful. But if I can be very um, helpful in in my community or in Malawi in general, that that would be that would be it would be great. And I love solving some of solving like problems. So I think it's not only like being like responsibility, but also being it's like the passion that I have. Like always, when I see that I can be able like, to help out, I should always like be able to do that. Do you feel like you see that in a lot of young Africans? I see like there's uh, there's a lot of people who are like very interested into creative in like solving like problems. Um, sometimes the only like problem is that there's no like um, there's not a lot of like um, the support network that is like needed in order for them to be able like to build up um, to build up like the courage to be able to do what they are trying like to do. Um, I think you have such a remarkable story. I mean, this one event you know, very early on in your life happened, and you know, it's been sort of the narrative throughout your life. And people can tend to hold on to stories um, very much. Um, do you feel like it's been easy or difficult um, to build a new narrative for who you are now and the work that you want to do in the future? Um, it's it's like um, it is like it is tough sometimes. Um, but I think, um, although like people didn't want to learn how I studied because they want like to be like, inspired in what they are like trying to do, but also like um, they forgot that I'm like also like continue doing like different like work rather than just like doing um, being defined by only like one um, 
one week that I did like a long time ago. Right now, I'm more like focusing. I'm working on like trying to put an innovation center that is going to allow young people uh, like me the way I was able like to. I was able like to do the project on my own, but I know that there are so many talented young people all over the world. Um, in Malawi, there's also like very, a lot of like talented young people, but they, because they don't have like a space and also like they don't have the network that they can be able like to support them to achieve their goals. So that's why I'm trying like to put up that innovation center that is going to allow young people to come and work with me. I'll connect them with the professional in the field that they're trying like to they are trying to work on and uh, giving them the tools that will be able like, to, uh, to support them. Uh, just going off of that, how do you see the landscape of innovation in Malawi and possibly across um, Africa right now? And what do you hope for in the future? I think the uh, the skills are there, but uh, um, the only like problem is like the the space, like people not really having uh, college. For themselves to be able like to lift up, like to shine out with their like uh, the skills. I think that's what is most of the lacking uh, in most like um, parts of the uh, of the continent. But I'm hoping that that slowly it's like changing. I'm hoping that we're gonna be able like to come up with solution that will be directly like um, addressing the challenges and problems that people are facing in different like uh, communities. Because if you Come up with a solution on your on your own, um, rather than waiting for somebody to give you like a solution. That would be um, it's most like useful because you know you are challenged very well than anyone else. The outsiders they might think that you have like the the challenge, but they don't know the root cause. So by you having like a solution to make you can be able like, to have a solution that works quite well. How do you think more people can tap into um, what you did when you were young at 14 um, right now to build things that matter and can actually have an impact on the continent? I think uh, one thing that people can be able like, to, uh, to get is like, to understand that um, everything is like, possible no matter where you are, uh, who you are, you can be able like, to, uh, to achieve. You, know, you may face like, some challenges because that's it. Um, that's the reality in everything that you do uh, in life, you face some challenges. But sometimes maybe um, my challenge may be different from your challenge, from like somebody's challenge. But if you if you give up, you you are not gonna be able like to uh, to solve it because all the people that they are like successful today, if you ask them at some point, they face like some challenge, uh, and the, they didn't do like try like to give up on that like challenge. That's why. They were able like, to achieve what they were like achieved. Um, so I think that's the the only thing that people can be able like to to relate or like to learn. Like for me, that um, at that age I faced like a lot of like challenge trying to do the but I didn't need, like uh, give up. I just like trusted my instincts, like that I can be able like, to do it. Um, so, what advice would you give? To young Africans that see themselves as inventors or innovators to make the stuff that they really need to make and you know build things that matter. I think uh, one of one of one advice that I can give is that um, uh, don't uh, live like uh, give up. Don't be afraid of like failing. 
you might start like designing or building like stuff like sometimes um, one out of ten maybe um, you will be able like, to succeed maybe two uh, sometimes maybe all of us uh, only one like you'll be able to succeed but knowing that um, you let it through mistake when you are doing like some stuff so uh, every like invention has like some some areas some technical areas that you might be able like, to um, you might fail but by not like giving up because uh, that's where you're going to be able like, to um, you're going to be able like, to, to learn it and being able like, to perfect your, um, your design or your invention so I think that's it one thing like a lot of people are very like afraid of uh, failing. So by not like being afraid of like failing, that can really like um, help you to be able like to achieve what you are trying like to uh, to do. So um, if you fail, you're gonna like learn. You are not gonna start at the same uh, same place the next time. You'll be like, okay, this way I felt. Um, how can I be able like to uh, work this? System like allow me to like to address this uh, this challenge. So I think it, that's one uh, one of the advice that I can give. It. So you don't be afraid. Um, and everything is still like uh, possible in life. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cool. Um, so we're going to hand over to Q and A. Um, so if you have any questions for William, um, please raise your hand and this whole will be running around. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hello. Complete inspiration. I just have one question to ask you. How does it feel to have, you know, to, to be able to have your story told through a film and, you know, inspire so many people out there? I am pretty sure that it, it's, it's um, I just, that's not the other thing to say, but wow. I mean, um, it's it's very like uh, exciting because the, when I first was writing the book, I wanted to share my story with the rest of the world, um, and the, having a chance to have the, also like the movie made about my uh, my life, it's gonna even like reach more people, people that didn't have a chance to read my book, they're gonna be able to have a chance to watch my my movie. I think. It, um, by just like sharing my story with some people, I I do get a lot of like messages from people uh, all over the world saying that um, because of you, you inspired me. I was able to go back to school. I was able to get my engineering degree. Um, those type of like stories are uh, you inspired me. I'm trying like, to do this in my community uh, to solve this problem. Um, what advice would you uh, give to me? So it's just like very to me. It's very. Um, it's hard that I can be able like, to. Um, I have like, the, the impact that I can have like in other people's like life to really like take the challenge on their own like to solve their own like, problems. Uh, thank you very much for the powerful talk. Um, for me, just I think I'm just one question. So, um, like. Um, when you were developing the concept, like people went to a point where they thought that you were intellectually retarded. And um, I would like to ask you a question what message do you relate to young people who are doing this innovative concept, but then 
there's such some, so much negativity around them in terms of people not believing believing what they are thinking or what their motivation is. And like uh, I believe for us to reach that milestone, we need like uh, some motivation around us. People can believe that whatever crazy concept that we have at some point in future they might be realized. Uh, thank you. So um for me also like uh one other one other thing that you um inspired me also like encouraged me. I can say I got also like the very uh, inspired by my grand grandmother. Uh, in Malawi there's this like vision of labor. They say some work is meant for men and some for women. One of the labor that is people believe it's like for men, it's like making bricks if you want to build a house. My grandmother started making bricks by herself. A lot of people are asking her, why are you doing this instead of your husband? Her response still like uh, inspired me to say, when you are cross court fire, you don't wait for somebody to put it up. You're going to feel the heat first than um, anyone else. So you're going to be able like, to try to put it off and the um, other people might see you that you are bending and they can come along to help you um, put off that fire. That response did like, inspired me because she was different that when you're in trouble, when you have like, a problem, nobody else can know your problems. You know your problems very well than anyone else, but when you come, try to come up with a solution, then uh, other people might be able like, to see you that you're struggling, they can come along and help you. So I think um, for young people that they are like deal like trying to design or like build like being like inventing, uh, the first to be able like understanding what challenge are you trying like, to uh, to address and the uh, little putting yourself that there's no one else is going to solve this problem, but it's only the people going to be able like, to solve this problem. Having that like uh, mentality that I can be able like, to. So this problem, I think it's the way that you can be able to help out, uh, not, uh, not like doubting yourself that you can do it, but you can still think that this is like possible for me that like, to address it. Hi, William, and thank you for such an inspirational story. My question is, after you bought your first uh, window, were there any other windows that was, um, was that scaled across the country? Or, and also, who was the person that recognized what the work that you've done and put you maybe on a platform to, to get the rest of your story out there? Um, I've been like, um, since my first room, I've been like building like several other windows. Uh, my kind of windmill that I'm using is the vertical uh, windmill. So it works with the wind from any direction, rather than the horizontal that it has like to pivot, change the direction where, based on where the wind is coming from. So um, I've done that, but I also teach other people around um, how like, to build their own windmill. So other people are building their own windmill, copying on my, uh, my design. Um, some people like in some other uh, other parts of Malawi as well. So talking about like who I identified uh, me, like when I first the first time like I built like the windmill, I built the windmill when I was uh, I dropped out of school. Uh, at that time in Malawi we were experiencing some hunger. 
that was in 2001. And because of that, my parents didn't have money to send me to school. Uh, secondary schools in Malawi, you have to pay for it, while primary schools are for free. So that was the time that I was supposed to start a high school. And he, when he, I dropped out of school, I was still like thinking, why? What can I do in order for me to continue with my studies? Because I didn't want to become a farmer like my father. It's not that I didn't want to become a farmer because I hate farming. No, I love farming. But I didn't want to become a farmer just because that's the only thing that I can do with my life, which is the case to many people who are farmers in Malawi. I wanted to be, to choose the career, not by circumstances, but choose a career because of that's what I want to do. I want to do. And I thought that education is the only key for me to be able to do that. So when I dropped out of school, I started thinking, what can I be able to do to continue with my studies? So I started going to the library. And at the library, I was reading books, mostly on science. And I found the one book that inspired me to build the windmill, which had the picture of the windmill on the front. When I opened inside, they said, windmill, pump water, and generate electricity. The way to pump water, that's why I attracted my attention and said, if I can build a window to pump water, I can study education instead of only growing food only one time a year, I can grow uh, multiple crops so we can solve the problem that we are facing at that time. And the, um, when I saw that book, I built a window, I, I didn't stop going to the, to the library, I continued. One day when I went there, the librarian asked me, why do you always check out the same book? So I explained to her that the book inspired me and the, the organization that studied uh, different libraries in different communities, they were visiting all the libraries to see. When they came to my library, the librarian taught them what I had done, and they were very interested to come uh, visit my visit my, uh, my village to see the women. They saw it, they went back, and they come again uh, a few weeks later. They brought some journalists. One of the journalists wrote an article about my, my work. And that article was picked up by one of my friends now. Once he saw that article, he showed to his friend and his friend put that article in his blog. And one of the guys was organizing the teleconference saw that blog and they didn't want to invite me to the teleconference. But it was very hard like, to find me back then, like at that time, because they had to contact the journalists who wrote the article. The journalists wrote the article contacted the uh, organization that brought them to my village. The organization that brought them from my village called the librarian. The librarian called my cousin. My cousin called <laughs> <laughs> cousin told me. So I didn't have like a cell phone. It was very difficult to get to me. So um, that's how I was in. Once I was invited to the conference, that's um, that's how a lot of people do. Um, approached me, asked me how they can help me. Hi, William. Um, I'm quite interested in your um, ALA experience. Um, so how did they choose you? I guess maybe they saw you from the tech talk, but how did ALA help you on the journey to, to where you are today? And, and also what I'm also quite interested in is that you, you're a young boy from a rural village in Malawi, um, but you are now studying, well, you've been studying in the US, 
what was the support system and, and, and who was there to kind of help you on this journey and also help you um, in different cultures and environments, South Africa, the US, and that you were kind of able to stay on the path that you are on? Um, thank you. Um, so the LA, uh, when I went to the trade conference, um, also Frank Schweiniger is the co-founder of LA. He was also at the, the same conference at the same like, time. So when I spoke at the trade conference, um, that was like when the um, the LA was just like he was. It was just like he, they were just like forming it up. So. He said that um, we have like this school that will be opening soon. Once the school is open, we're gonna send you, we're gonna send you like the uh, application form so that you should be able to apply. So once they started receiving applications, they sent to me the application and I was able to apply. And that's it. That's how I get into uh, into LA. So my experience being at LA, it was very uh, great because. It, I was studying with the students from all over the continent, so learning from their experience, uh, sharing their, um, sharing my own like experience, and also learning from them. That really like uh, helped me, uh, prepared me on trying like, to go in like different like uh, culture. So throughout my my time um, studying in the U.S., I think uh, having those friends that I can be able like, to call from the school or either like, some other um, other friends from home and I also had a very great uh, mentor uh, in the uh, in the US that really uh, helped me um, support me in uh, different like, ways uh, that he um, helped me. I think he, from having like a different culture in the in the US I think he LA prepared me like in some ways because I was also that wasn't my culture when I was like here, but I was learning culture from like different a different like background. But when I was in college, it's more of um listening in like I went there with like open minded being like um, I know like I have different culture but being able like, to understand at the same time to learn other people's culture and at the same time sharing my own culture. That you uh, prepared uh, helped me to go uh, through all of like my my experience. Um, good morning. Um, thank you for for sharing. Well, it's a good thing to have you in a movie. <laughs> I will try to watch that. I think that it's quite fascinating. So my I am half Zulu, half Malawian. My dad is. Um, from Malawi. I have half brothers and sisters, should I say, from that place. So I was just, because sometimes, I mean, I'm just observing them, like you as yourself, how were you able to pursue um, education? You know, because what I've observed is that they, they kind of like, it's like you go to school and then you want to watch. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast please share and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app you can also visit www.lucha.com for more podcasts from the lucha podcast network thank you for listening see you next week